podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Daily Red, a sombre edition of your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool Football Club. The transfer window is over. Liverpool have not signed anyone else other than Ibrahima Kanate this summer. And when you look at the ingoings, the incomings and the outgoings, I think it's only fair to say that this summer has been a failure for Liverpool Football Club. The reason I say that is because, number one, they've left themselves short. They did not add the attacker they needed or the midfielder they needed to replace Ginny Wijnaldum. And also, there are players still at the club who should not still be at the club. Loris Karius is one. Nat Phillips, Nico Williams and Divock Origi all fall into that category as well. All were for sale. Liverpool clearly set unrealistic prices on at least two of them, Nat Phillips and Nico Williams. One of them just doesn't want to leave in Divock, and the other one is Loris Karius, who at this point may just be damaged goods. So Liverpool are left with these four players that they clearly didn't want. They've given Nat Phillips a new contract, which is a unique way to handle keeping a player that you clearly no longer wanted. They also received less money than they were looking for for Marco Grujic, Harry Wilson and Jordan Shaqiri. So that's concerning as well. But all things considered, Liverpool end the summer window with one player signed and seven players sold. In fairness, only two of them were important players. Ginny, obviously, and Shaq. You can argue now Harvey Elliott replaces Shaq, but Ginny has not been replaced in the squad. That's going to be a huge blow. He missed 10 games over the last five Premier League seasons, played every game last season, held the midfield together when everything else was falling apart, and he has not been replaced. We've also loaned out Seth Vandenberg, gone back to Preston, Leighton Clarkson, gone to Blackburn, Ben Davies to Sheffield United, Ben Woodburn to Hearts, Shea Ojo, another player they wanted to sell, couldn't find a buyer because, again, asking for too much money. He's gone on loan to Millwall. There were obviously a bunch of academy players loaned as well, including yesterday, Jake Kane gone to Newport and Louis Longstaff to QPR and Reese Williams, who departs on loan to Swansea City. Reese signed a new contract as well. And obviously, the Jordan Henderson contract news came out yesterday morning. So rather than signing new players, Liverpool spent their day signing contracts for players who didn't need new contracts, but it is what it is. The only way to look at Liverpool's summer is that it has been a failure. There's absolutely no chance that they went into the summer not looking to add anybody. Every single local journalist stated Liverpool want to bring in a midfielder. They want to bring in an attacker. They got neither. All the links to the likes of Newhouse, to Saul, to John McGinn, I think was the one that James Pearce put forward. Nothing happened. The attackers that had been mentioned, Harvey Barnes, Ishmael Assar, Jared Bowen, Rafinha, again, nothing happens. So it's Kanate and nothing else. Uh, we're been led to believe that Jurgen Klopp fully trusts the squad. What that actually is, is Liverpool telling you, don't believe your lying eyes. Listen to the propaganda we're telling you. Uh, Adrian, Lloris Karius, we're supposed to believe he wants either of these people in the team. Um, Adrian, remember, signed and basically told, you'll not play, you're the training goalkeeper. Carrier's still there. Callagher disappeared for three months last year. 
Um, Costa Simicus couldn't get a game last season. Probably wouldn't have played in the first two games this season if Fabinho had been fit and Milner had been fit. Milner likes he like he plays left back. Nat Phillips, he trusted so much he played Henderson at centre back. Nico Williams again trusted so much they were looking to sell him. Naby Keita disappeared for months last year. Alex Oxley Chamberlain disappeared for months last year. Divock Origi hasn't made the squad this season, and we've had nine subs. And um, Taki Minamino was sent on loan in January with the excuse being he's not tall enough. Well, he hasn't grown. So this is the squad we have. Short in attack, short in midfield. You'd like a backup right back. But the defence is, is largely fine. Starting defence is great. And then obviously you've got Joe, you've got Kanate, you've got uh, Costas. That's, that's absolutely fine. You'd like a backup right back. You'd like a better backup goalkeeper. All things considered, we're about four players short of where we should be. But it is what it is. And uh, we're, we're told to believe that, that Jürgen's happy with all of this. We're told to believe Michael Edwards is happy with all of this. We'll wait and we'll see. Hopes and dreams, folks. Hopes and dreams. Running around the major Liverpool sites. You've got Liverpool.com. As elite Liverpool talent has been forgotten. An elite Liverpool talent has been forgotten. I should say, as Harvey Elliott and Kate Gordon take centre stage, it's a piece about Curtis Jones. Uh, not sure Curtis really classifies as an elite talent, certainly a very talented young player, but he didn't make the bench at the weekend for no reason. He wasn't being rested, he wasn't injured, he was fully fit, he was just sitting in the stands. That's a bit of a concern. Um... Moving on to This Is Anfield, uh, there's a piece about Nat Phillips, a piece about Julian Ward. Uh, who is Julian Ward? Well worth giving a read there. piece about Shea Ojo going on loan and a piece about the heavy defeat for the Young Reds yesterday. There's also a piece, which is a little bit interesting, about the nine transfer windows that are still open across Europe for late Liverpool sales and the players that we'd probably consider selling at this point um, it it probably is Karius and maybe Divock. I don't think Nat's going to leave now, having just been handed a new contract. The only leagues that I think would be potential destinations for those players, the Russian Premier League, their window closes September 7th, the Turkish League, September 8th, and the Ukrainian League, which is the third, which is Friday. I don't imagine... Any of them will want to go to Azerbaijan, which closes later today. The Czech Republic, Romania, Slovakia, Serbia, maybe Israel, maybe. Their window's open till the 14th, so possibly maybe for maybe for Loris Karius that could be a destination. Um, but that's that's literally our options. We, we will be scraping the barrel trying to find a buyer for those players at this point. Uh, looking through the usual patch journalists, uh, James Pierce has a piece of analysing Liverpool's transfer window. Uh, a window of missed opportunity assessing Liverpool's summer. A sense of frustration is understandable. Depth has to be a concern, but Klopp is bullish about the talent he's got. Klopp is always bullish about everything. When have you ever heard Jurgen Klopp say a word of negative anything about Liverpool Football Club, about its players, about its owners, about anything. 
just doesn't happen. He's always super positive. Uh, Neil Jones has a piece on Goal.com. The nagging suspicion is that Liverpool are a player short after the transfer window closed without any further signings at Anfield. But Klopp and, Klopp and Co. have proved us, long, uh, proved us wrong. God, I can't speak today. Proved us wrong plenty of times before. I, I'm not sure when they've proved us wrong. I'd be curious to see anyone give me a real answer as to when they've proved us wrong. We got to a Champions League final. We expected to challenge for the title and challenge the Champions League the following year. We did that. We ended up winning the Champions League. Having gotten 97 points, we expected to challenge for the title again the following season. We did that. We won the league. Uh, I'm not sure when they've proved us wrong. They, they proved people correct last year in the way the season collapsed due to injury because people have said before the season, we're light in a number of positions. Turned out we were light in a number of positions and a couple of injuries absolutely banjacks the season. Melissa Reddy, nothing much on Liverpool. Um, she has a piece from Monday about the title challengers, City, Liverpool and Chelsea, and what the title race may shake out as. Nothing from David Lynch at the moment. All quiet. There is a piece in the Times that is of concern, though, folks. Premier League clubs set to lose out in row with Brazil over red list internationals. Premier League clubs are refusing to budge in the dispute over the release of players for international duty in red list countries and are facing up to the prospect of those involved missing one or two club matches because of FIFA rules. The Brazilian Football Federation is expected to demand that FIFA imposes the five-day rule on nine Brazil players at six Premier League clubs, which would mean they would be ineligible to play in matches for their clubs for five days after the end of the international break. The clubs involved are Liverpool, Chelsea, Leeds, Manchester, Manchester United, Manchester City and Everton. These clubs are understood to view the outcome as unwelcome, but preferable to losing their players for even longer as a result of mandatory 10-day hotel quarantines that could mean missing four or five matches. Under the five-day rule, Chelsea's Thiago Silva and Manchester United's Fred would miss two matches, one in the Premier League, one in the Champions League, and the other seven players would only miss one game. The other Brazilians involved are Leeds winger Rafinha, the Liverpool trio of Alisson Becker, Fabinho and Roberto Firmino. Now, Bobby probably we will get away with because he's injured anyway, so he couldn't have gone. Um, Richarlison from Everton and Manchester City's Gabriel Jesus and Everton, sorry, Ederson. The Brazilian Federation wrote to the clubs involved demanding the players' release after last week's decision by all Premier League clubs not to make players available for matches in countries on the UK government's travel red list. The FIFA president, Gianni Infantino, appealed to Boris Johnson to provide quarantine exceptions for the players involved, but the government has not changed its position. There has been anger among some Premier League sides that Aston Villa and Tottenham Hotspur broke ranks by allowing their Argentinian players to fly to South America for their internationals. The letter from the Brazilian FA cited the release of the Villa and Spurs players as a reason why their players should be allowed to travel. A club source told the Times, It was agreed last week that the most effective tactic would be for every club to take the same position, so it's disappointing that a club have broken rank. 
It is a no-brainer for most of the clubs, though. If the five-day rule does get imposed, and we believe there are exception, exceptional reasons around why it should not be imposed, then it would mean players missing one club match or at most two. If they are to quarantine for 10 days, they could be out for four or five games. And then we would be facing exactly the same scenario again for the October internationals. And that's worth keep th- keeping in mind, is that there is another international break in October. So even if we're losing players for five days and one game, it's going to happen again in October, all things being likely. The English clubs could even forfeit the matches if they fielded the players in defiance of the rule. Now, I don't believe that to be true, but it is what it is. FIFA's rules state, a player who has been called up by his association for one of its representative teams, unless otherwise agreed by the relevant association, not, are not entitled to play for the club with which he is registered during the period for which he has been released or should have been released, pursuant to the provisions of this annex plus an additional period of five days. Liverpool have also said they will not release Mo Salah to play in Egypt as the country is on the red list. In total, 60 players in the Premier League and a handful more in the Championship were due to play in red list countries. That's from the Times, Martin Ziegler, the chief sports reporter. That's not great. That would mean no Fabinho and no Alisson and potentially no Mo if Egypt were to kick up a fuss for the game against Leeds. Not exactly the one, the type of game you want to go into without all your best players. Uh, over on AnfieldIndex.com, there is a piece called The FSG Dilemma. It's a very good piece by Stephen Smith. Well worth keeping, uh, giving it a read. Podcast-wise, we have a new podcast on Anfield Index Pro this morning. Uh, An old school entitled What Do You Want? Which is basically me shouting at Eddie and Gags for an hour and a half. um, Being largely irrational as I will remain for most of the week. Due to Liverpool's lack of business, lack of ambition, lack of direction. Lack of desire to really strengthen when we should. Uh, But it is what it is. It's out there. You can go and listen to it. Yeah. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.